0: Welcome to Cruxcast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe.
1: Today, hey Dave Breams, Managing Director, Calabus Resources. Uh, Calabus is currently developing stage one of the Warra Gold Project in Western Australia. Stage one uh, will deliver 90,000 ounces per annum on average, uh, commencing in the June quarter of next year. Uh, very rapidly thereafter, we'll be developing stage 2, which will take us to 130000 ounces per annum on average uh, run rate, maximum out of just under 140000 uh, ounces per annum, and we are Australia's next Gold producer.
0: That you are, Dave. How are you? Good to see you again. Sorry saw you and A few things changed in Australia. You're in lockdown again. Enjoying it?
1: Well, not in Western Australia. We don't go into lockdown. We're sort of continually locked away, let's say, from the rest of the ah, country and the world. So not locked out, but locked away.
0: Locked away. See so the borders are shut. That's, that's pretty tricky, right? For miners in Australia, Western Australia, you get a lot of people coming into country um, to you know, help with the mining industry, and they're either trapped there or trapped outside unless they want to fancy doing a 14-day quarantine. Is that the way it works?
1: That is correct. And there is certainly pressure building an in industry that we need the borders open. Um, you know, There's talk about quarantine centres up in the Pilbara to fly people in from overseas or what have you because yeah, the, the skills crunch is it's only getting worse day by day in WA. We're in an immigrant state and we need those borders open you know, as soon as we can. So what's
0: that doing for costs up there in terms of not just people but also materials coming in and delays to you know, your operations?
1: Yeah, so it, it really is, um, I suppose there's a whole variety of things. So from our point of view, from a construction. We're okay with costs. We've got a lump sum contract on a process plant. If you were building now, and there's a few examples of ASX companies who've just put out optimised feasibilities and whatnot, their capital costs have gone up. Steel, diesel, people, and certainly our opex will go up slightly. You know, labours from our DFS is probably up ten percent um, cost wise, um, and that adds maybe four or five percent to our to our costs overall. So you know there is that tightness of labour drives higher wages as everyone you know, tries to grab the available labour, uh, and that's reflected on the bottom line.
0: Oh, lovely.
1: Inflation. Here we go again. Boom yeah. and bust in WA. Luckily, yeah, we've yeah, never yeah. seen that before.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Okay. So, obviously, it's something you've got to handle. is something, something that everyone's got to handle there. Okay. Well, let's, let's hope the borders open up soon and some sanity prevails. Uh, let's talk about you guys. So, you are absolutely You know, delivering everything you said you deliver. Um, Any issues along the way? We'll we'll kind of get into the construction bit in a second, but are you finding any issues with the business of doing business?
1: No, uh, none whatsoever. Um, Yeah, as you say, we're we're locked in our our little state here, not much else to do, so might as well build a gold mine. And um, yeah, it allows a, a large amount of focus for once. You're not people aren't travelling, no-one's taking a lot of holidays. There's only so many times you can tour our great state. So, um, yeah, it's, it sort of helps focus the mind, at least.
0: Right, okay. Well, look, you're, you're drawing down some money to actually you know, do the construction. So, how far along are you with the construction? I know you're sort of aiming for a sort of April uh, time. Um, so, where, where are you at the moment, then?
1: Yeah, so, as we stand today, in the order of 60%, give or take. Right. Um, complete. Uh, we're through probably our peak spend at the moment, uh, especially on the plant, the spend starts to tail off a bit. Um, we'll be finishing off things like some of the civil works like the Tows Dam in the next six weeks to eight weeks. Then we'll just be pioneer mining in the plant and you know, just really focusing in on, on those two areas. So a lot of the ancillary work is done. Um, and it's just all about making sure the plant's ready to go, and we've got ore on the stockpile.
0: So, with regards to the 110 million debt facility we talked about last time um, out, I know I noticed I something you have drawn down 25 million bucks. I mean, are you going to utilise all of the 110, or are you sort of well within budget, given what you just said about costs going up?
1: Yeah. So, look, we will have cash left over, be that as part of the loan facility or cash in our bank. Which way we play that, we'll see as we get closer. Um, but we're certainly. You know, forecasting it say approximately twenty million cash in the bank when we pour our first gold bar, Right. so well and truly comfortable we believe to deliver this project. Okay,
0: so let's let's assume everything goes according to plan, which which is mining is 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 a brave thing to say. But let's say you're aiming for like Q two to be pouring first gold. Is that is that right? Right. Correct. So you, obviously then cash starts coming in. What do you do with it? You've talked about BlueSpec, maybe adding to the pile too. So maybe let's start with that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So the first six months, there's a lot of completion tests with the bank. There's filling all these, they call waterfall accounts, all the various accounts you've got to fill up um, before you can start stripping money out for your own uses. Um, And generally, that'll be about six months. At that point, feasibility done, permitting done on BlueSpec, we can then start to use some of that cash. To develop BlueSpec because BlueSpec takes us from about 90 000 to 130,000 ounces per annum, uh, and we fund that 28 million of capex out of that cash flow.
0: Got it. So these waterfall things, so, right? So let's say six months to production uh, to, to get to production, six months to kind of fill up these waterfall accounts, which, which is part of the the, um, the facilities that you've put in place. So we're 12 months out from making some sort of decision or you know getting to a point where BlueSpec can start contributing in some way, shape, or form. Is that right? Correct. Okay, trying to understand, trying to understand that. and that can you one hundred and thirty thousand. So, I mean, at that point, what are you two twenty today? Two twenty million market cap today, which is yep, pro- to take- it's about right, isn't it?
1: No, I <laughs> <laughs> will name one MD that ever says that they are overvalued, fairly valued. We're all undervalued, you know that. They're I, I, fair, I know. But, but look, on on our analysts, anywhere between eighty cents and, and a dollar is the price target. As we stand today. Now, that includes increased discount rates on NPVs because of where we are. Those discount rates only drop as we move into production. So, those t- price targets will increase beyond that as we move into production.
0: Okay, so, so that's, what's I, that, that's another what, 30, 30% from today's price of say 58, say 60. So, another 30% they're expecting from you on the 90,000 ounce number. Is that, or is that them factoring in blue 30, spec?
1: Well, it's 30 to 50%. Increase based on what we are saying will happen in the future, which is both the ninety thousand ounce and the hundred and thirty. It's the company as a whole, so they do factor in blue spec, but they discount it more because it's further out and doesn't have a feasibility study within that price target.
0: Okay, um, like I say, we, we, like we've always had conversations. you always delivered what you said you are going to deliver, so I don't really want to focus on that. You've done loads of presentations recently. I want to focus on the what next. Okay, so blue spec's done and dusted. You've got. Effectively, you're a single asset company in Western Australia. Is that a concern and what do you do about it?
1: Look, A single asset company trades at a discount to a multi-asset company just because of the risk profile if anything goes wrong with that one operation. so If you can get more value out of your asset by bringing in a second asset or combining with someone to make multiple assets and you get an uplift in that asset value, you know, it is worth doing 100% of the time. So, you know, we are already looking at various opportunities out there. You know, again, we need to deliver on stage one, show we can develop, do as we do as we say. Um, but within a very short space of time, having done that, we would certainly like to be adding a second asset. It um, doesn't have to be in production. We've, you know, we've got a, we're very happy to develop. We've got the skill set to develop um but we'd like to bring it in in a reasonable time so we wouldn't be trying to do Greenfield's exploration find a deposit permit etc we would like to find a, a relatively advanced deposit that we can turn our cash flow and skills um, to bring to fruition in the shortest possible time frame
0: right okay so there's a few, a few things going on I think, I think it's just things interesting to talk about this because different companies will have different strategies you know oh, oh we'll do it organically that takes time right and you know time is money um, you're saying you would rather pick up a sort of advanced development play because that brings, you know, it, it one. Well, well, talk about the, the cost of raising the money versus the return on, on that profile. Why, why why do you think that's better than perhaps you know doing more um, resource drilling uh, on your own properties? Why, why why do you not like the thought of just doing ex- greenfield exploration?
1: Oh well, look, we're going to be doing exploration. We'll be adding mine life. Maybe we look at increasing capacity, but it still leaves you as a single asset. Company one mill, something happens to that mill, so you need a second operation. So to do that, you need a tenement package or you need, you know, a second area of work. And rather than starting greenfields on a whole new tenement package, um, you know, with cash flow and with that skill set, you know, we can cut the time where we re- re-rate our current asset on the back of joining up with a second asset. So um, you know, as long as you get it for a reasonable price. You're not just going to go out and grab anything at any price. It's it's got to be accretive to shareholders. Um, but assuming it is, then you know, we see that as, as a simpler um way to progress.
0: So a couple of things there. So you obviously you know building your own facility here. So you're not talking about like going and and, and picking up a development asset near you and using the same facility, you're talking about a separate operation completely. Correct. Okay, so Correct. you and everyone else will be hunting for that. And you know, we, we've talked to people who've spent years trying to find a project which they don't overpay for. So how, how do you go about doing it? You know, is it a realistic expectation? What, if, what do you do if you can't find something that
1: meets that criteria? Yeah, Look, we, um, we've done 9 or 10 transactions already to pull this project together. We're not afraid of transacting um, and I think we've got a good track record of that and, and of uh, explaining to potential partners how the combination can value add to both. Um, so I think we do have that um, that track record,
0: but weren't they different times, though, Dave. You know, you look, you look at the, the the timing when you did that. It was it was good. You know, gold gold was down. You weren't you didn't have to overpay. Australia's had a good couple of years of it. Right now, prices are up. Um, expensive, isn't it?
1: Gold prices are. Equity values are down because we don't have that battery metal, um, you know, uh, magic tagline <laughs> with us. Nickel, lithium, what have you. They're going through the reef in Australia at the moment and Gold producers and developers and explorers are way down from their highs and we're seeing good value creeping in even though the Gold price is up and we're still going to make you know, over $1,000 an ounce, 1,200, 1,300 Aussie an ounce for what we produce, which um, when we started this journey I'd have you know, never believed. Um, it's still a fantastic Gold price, but asset values have come right off. With those capital cost increases and labour tightnesses, and and access to equity as, as the equity money flows to battery metals, it's harder for developers now to get into production. And yeah, after us, I'm not sure who's going to be the next gold mine coming in because it's going to be pretty tough. So that really does open up the field for us um, to go and have a good look around.
0: Wow, you, you've crushed crushed a few CEOs' sales pitch there because. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear that there are lots of companies going to be able to do it quite easily. So, look, you, you, you bought Spec from Novo Resources. I mean, have they got anything more in their portfolio, or are there any other groups that you're talking to that you think w- would have an asset or, or project that you might be interested in?
1: Uh, look, Novo is obviously just down the road, um, so you know, they're very busy. But I think, they've got fourteen thousand square kilometers of tenure in the Pilbara. They need to chase after and various other streams to their bow. So um, we we are looking at, as I said, operations we can develop. Um, because of their proximity to us, it's not a new operation. Any maybe there's a few cast offs we can get again for Warrawoona, but it's not what we're looking for as our next standalone operation. Uh, in the meantime, we continue chatting. We will look at synergies of reagent deliveries and very unexciting things like that with Novo. If there's projects nearer us that make sense for us to acquire off them and it works for both, sure. But it's, um, uh, it's certainly not our focus.
0: Okay. Yeah, eventually interesting. I know, I know they've got their, they're 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 trying to um, get their mill up and running and optimizing that at the moment. Okay. So that wouldn't be a consideration. See, so you, you, I mean. I, See, I'm sort of intri- intrigued what you say about, you know, there should be more deals to be had here. So you're, you're suggesting that if you aren't near production in Australia, times are going to get quite interesting.
1: I just think it's, it's, it's a lot tougher. We, we got in by the skin of our teeth. Um, timing wise, locked in a, a good price. Diesel's up, steel's up, labour's up, labour shortages, um, equity market interest isn't there like it was when we were raising money. And we've got probably the last bump in that uh, with the, the gold price. We hedged it above 2500 thousand, two five hundred an ounce with the gold price was north of that when we hedged. And without that, all of those things they just all add up and make it harder and harder um, to get into development. And, and especially as equity value reduces, which it is across the board on Australian gold, raising a big swag of equity or an even greater swag because of the price increase from scratch without cash flow coming in. Is incredibly
0: tough. So it's all about timing and, and, and cost. If you, if you can nail yeah. those things. So, and, and just in terms of your timing on that, do you think you would, I mean, you've, you've got to prove that you're going to get this thing into production, okay? We're six months away from that, right? Which is pretty yeah. close. Um, do you think that you could go and have those sorts of conversations now, or do you feel that given the way the markets are going, it's going to be next year before you'd even want to think about having conversations with people about funding something like an acquisition?
1: Oh, look. Our prime focus has to be on delivering this. Um, it's more when there's a spare moment, we look around, we've got our eyes, you know. We've got to, we're always looking at opportunities using public domain data at the appropriate time. Sure, we'd like to, to get a small team looking at, into a bit more detail, running a ruler over things so that when we're in a position to act, we're not starting from scratch. Um, we, we know what we would like and what we think it's worth and we can see if a deal can be done quickly or not.
0: Because right now as it stands, you're not exactly a takeout target either, are you? Because it's not big enough.
1: No. Oh, I wouldn't say it's because of that. I think people will pay more for a de-risked asset. So yeah, We could certainly be a takeout target once we're in production and prove that this mine makes good money, um, especially at this share price, it would be a steal. Of course it would, Dave.
0: No, but a no, serious point I want, to talk, I want to talk about this because you know what, what? Yeah, you've de-rested. Yeah, you're in production. But in terms of answers in the ground, in terms of the scale scale of what's there today, I mean, it's it's not what the majors are going to be looking at, is it? So it would be like yeah. But but a mid a mid tier maybe come and look to sort of top up the top up the answers a little bit might be interesting. But you don't want you wouldn't want that. You want to. You want to prove some level of scale here. This isn't about pre- proving you can get into production with one asset. You're serious about m You're serious about growing the scale of this thing today.
1: Yeah, for sure. Look, I just come back to, if you can have value through um, becoming part of a, an organisation with, with multiple operations, and if 1 plus 1 equals 3, whether we're dinner or diner is not really the, um, the question. It's, does it make sense? Is it accretive for shareholders? Does the bigger picture in the longer term make sense? So, we can't be in control of being taken over um, and it's, a, it's totally the wrong attitude to have to hang out the, the shingle and say we're for sale. Um, the only thing we can control is go and approach others uh, about their assets um, where we see value. So, that's what our focus is on. If anyone Approaches us, of course, we'll have a conversation. We'll see if we think it's worthwhile for shareholders. We're not going to just say, no, you know, this is ours, it's our baby, we're emotionally attached. It's all about what's the best value for shareholders.
0: Okay. Um, well, like we said just before we started, uh, you mentioned you might talk us through a flyover of, of the project. And if you do you want to pull that up and sort of talk us through, you know, what's there,
1: we're now flying. So if you, I don't know if you remember in June when we last talked, but uh, there's been a lot of action. Since I'll just pause this at the moment. This is all on the ROM pad okay. to the left, so yeah. we, we started building our old stocks. We've got the crusher installed here and we're starting to backfill behind the crusher to tie in the ROM pad. Lots of structural steel um, going so they, in and all. Can you fronts. pause it
0: for a sec? You know, if on the bottom left, if you mm-hmm. go back a bit, on the bottom left, you just, I'm just I'm just looking, sorry, this is real real amateur. Speaker on the le- on the sort of bottom left, is this kind of gray rock, and then you've kind of got different colored uh rock, and obviously the ore, etc. So, so, can you sort of explain what, what's going on there?
1: Nothing at all exciting, it's just depending where it's being dug out of. Uh, this is all for filling into the ROM pad. There's certain better material here we use for conditioning and backfilling around the crusher, it's, it's more of a structural fill, um, but really, this is all just getting. Um, put down for the, the ROM pad to expand this ROM pad we need it 200 meters by 200 meters when we oh, and okay. um, start milling because we need a big ore stock hole. Got it
0: okay 200 meters Wow
1: that's uh, probably about 70 by 70 at the moment um, um, and a big valley to fill so long way to go there. So anyway we're sort of flying in now and um, one of the exciting things we can we can see here is the mill starting to come together that's now pretty well complete the shell as we speak today. Um, so that's you know, a pretty major achieve, achievement in, in the construction sense. The amount of work go, that goes into aligning those before those shells come in is, is good. Six tanks, almost to full height, just another two to go. Gold room structural steel, tailstone structural steel, concrete for um, thickness ready to, to get into place. Lots of these sheds going up, reagent sheds and um, stores, uh, whatnot there, um, slab coming together and all the conduits done for the power station, the LMG storage, the diesel storage, water raw water ponds complete. This will be the open pit contractor lay down and we'll have a big office complex uh, up near the crib room and an ablution block that's, that's currently here. So, yep, plenty um, from that point of view. And then what I might do is just show you a couple of photos of that Um, Just to show again the mill going in and the the tank area, the crusher in. How much do you need
0: to set aside for the remediation at the end of life for this? Because there's a lot of kit there.
1: There is a lot of kit, and generally speaking, you know, the way most companies look at it is the value of that kit will cover the rehab of the site. You're always continuing rehabbing the waste dumps and the big things happening in the pit, uh, and you've got money set aside for the tails down, but generally the, the sale. Um, proceeds you get for the plant cover the right, rehabilitation but, you, but
0: you do you need to like you, you talked about those sort of waterfall accounts? You do you need to obviously put that money aside? Is that part of the condition of, of getting licenses? So and we nets?
1: rehab as we go, that's certainly part of it, right? Um, there's, there's no bond per se in Western Australia to set aside, uh, that's gone. We, we pay an annual fee, MRF fee. That goes into a big pot. So, if someone doesn't do the right thing and fails, then there's a pot that the government has, not just on a site by site basis.
0: Got it. Okay. Interesting.
1: that was a tails down, by the way. Um, coming up nicely, Valleyfield tails down, big engineering process there. You can see lots of it's a yellow kit. So, that'll be complete in six to eight weeks. So,
0: you rent those, yeah? Sorry? You rent the, kit, the vehicles.
1: So, McMahon's are doing. They'll be doing a major okay. open-pit mining contract as well. so Some of this is rented, some of this is their own, but it's, it's under their banner. Um, and I've just got to work out how to get to the final video to share with you, Matthew, which is digging our first lot of ore off the top of one of our ridgelines. If you remember, our, our ore body is outcropping its surface, um, which means that you know, I keep talking about the ROM pattern, having to get it to a size, this is a problem we're, we're digging waste from day dot. We, we need to find more, uh, sorry, digging ore from day dot. We need to find more waste to add to that ROM pad. Um, so we'll be doing some blasts over like in this area here, which is more waste. Um, but we need to flatten these hills. So come March, April, we'll be getting big diggers in, 100, 200 tonne diggers, uh, and we need that area opened up. So we're also taking those hills down. That's the ore we're putting on the ROM pad. And that's what we're opening up, getting ready for March, April. Um, for when the mill comes on. So,
0: environmentalists, when you say oh, we're just going to level that mountain or that hill, <laughs> and remediation and that, that that sort of thing, I mean, because do people don't think about that, do they? You're changing the topography. or are you? I mean, what's what's left at the other end of this? Have you ever done that?
1: Yeah. So there is a hole in the ground where the the hill used to be. Uh, our waste dumps we meld into natural landform. You can see the growing know, Terrain, so we meld them in. So from outside this range, you wouldn't even know that there's been anything there. We'll rehab it with topsoil and spin effects and um, all those. But yes, you you do have a hole in the ground, which is two kilometers long by a few hundred meters wide in an area of thousands and thousands of square kilometers with nothing much else. So yeah, there's a hole, but in the scheme of things, not a great deal. We have to go through huge amount of environmental compliance on, do we have acid mine drainage? drainage? How stable is our tails dam? Um, you know, Make sure there's no impact to water tables or, or wildlife by concentrating you know, acidic drainage in pits. There's, there's a whole thousands and thousands of pages of documentation that we have submitted and been through with the regulator. Um, that means that we minimise our impact Apart the fact that yes, we are changing the landform. That is mining. Every mine does that, whether you're flat or in hills.
0: No, so we so were talking to a, a coal miner a couple of months ago, and they sort of were showing pictures of their remediation, as, like you, they're sort of doing it as they go along. And sort of ten years later, you wouldn't know there was any th- any mining had gone on there. I thought I thought it was in, after after they'd finished. It, it, it was quite interesting because um, and quite important that yeah, they did so do that.
1: You know, with a coal mine and a strip mine and a horizontal ore body, that's a lot easier to achieve from having a smaller opening at the end. Um, But for metalliferous mines, um, not so much. Having said that, you know, you certainly won't have a tourist attraction here in 20 or 30 years because it will predominantly look like the surrounding hills. There'll be no plant. There'll be nothing to look at. So, you know, all these old mines we go and visit on holiday and we see head frames Mm -hmm. and a bit of history, Um, you're not going to see any of that. You'd be lucky to know that this mine was here. Not
0: you as well. The amount of CEOs that say they take their family for a holiday to look at a mine is incredible.
1: (laughs) My my lovely wife, a lucky thing on our honeymoon, we ended up in the Hunter Valley looking at coal mines and wineries.
0: Who says romance is dead? Right, Dave. <laughs> sure. I think we'll leave it there. Like, I'm, I'm glad everything's kind of uh, moving along. Um, I guess the next thing we expect to see from you is you're announcing that you're pouring first gold April ish. Is that right? Is that the next big news? Correct. Okay. Yep. Well, good luck with that. Hope it goes well. Okay. A few things Thank to do before then, but uh, you'll, I'm sure you'll get there.
1: Excellent. Great chatting.